This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 153. Now, as normal for this week's, uh, for this particular episode, being it's Sunday, May 23rd, 2021, I'm doing the weekly news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. But before we get started, I wanted to give uh, my listeners a little bit of information, uh, personal news from this week. Uh, first of all, I was finally accepted into the YouTube partner program, so the Liam Photography YouTube channel is now able to be monetized and I wanted to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, watching the videos, commenting on them, rating them, sharing them, all of that good stuff. I really appreciate it. Now I understand I'm not as big as the other YouTubers out there. I'm not Frodo's Photo or Tony and Chelsea. I'm not DP Review or the Fuji guys, but I do appreciate you guys supporting the channel and I hope that you continue to do so. Now I haven't had an opportunity to do a new video lately with the move to North Carolina and any and everything, but I'm hoping to rectify that uh, later on this coming week. And uh, I need to record an official uh, channel trailer because I haven't done that yet. And then I'm also uh, got a couple of ideas for a couple of videos that I'd like to record very soon and get posted to the channel as well. Now, another bit of news this past week, uh, now that my channel is in the partner program, I went ahead and got the Blackmagic Design Pocket Cinema 4K camera. So I have an actual cinema camera to shoot my YouTube videos with. Uh, it is a fantastic camera. I love the fact that it uses the Canon LPE6, uh, E6N, and E6NH batteries. So it shares the same batteries as my EOS R and my R6, which is fantastic. I have tons of those batteries because it's also the same same battery that the 5D Mark II used and the 5D SR, the 5D Mark III, the 5D Mark IV. So I have a lot of those batteries, which is awesome. Now, I didn't opt to get the Blackmagic Design battery grip. I wanted a battery grip. As my listeners know, I like having them because I have big hands and it just makes it more comfortable for me to work with the camera if I can make it bigger and beefier, similar to the 1DX Mark II that I used to have. Um, but I found a third-party battery grip. The, the Blackmagic Design one is $250 and it allows you to use two batteries at once. Now, the third-party one I found was only $60 and allows you to use three batteries at once, which is really nice. And you can charge all three batteries at the same time in the grip using a USB-C cable, which is also nice. Now you do have to remove the grip from the camera to charge the batteries using the USB-C cable, but that's no big deal. You just, you know, unscrew it from the bottom of the camera, set it on a table or desk somewhere, plug it in, let all three batteries, uh, get fully charged at the same time, which is convenient. Now with the, now this particular camera is the micro four thirds mount edition, the black magic pocket cinema 6k, which my friend model actress and geologist Ellie cat has takes the Canon EF mount lenses. Uh, but since I parted with most of my EF glass, when I switched to mirrorless, 
I only have the EF 40 millimeter pancake lens and a Yongnu 35 millimeter in the EF mount. And I didn't need the more expensive pocket cinema camera because I don't shoot in 4K or 6K. I shoot in 1080p anyway. So it just made more sense for me to buy the less expensive camera, uh, the 4K model, and just get a micro four thirds um, lens for it. So that's what I did. I did some research online and a lot of people recommended the Panasonic Lumix G 20 millimeter F1.7 Mark II, which was only a couple hundred dollars. So I bought that lens as the first lens for my cinema camera. So be watching out for new YouTube videos to be getting posted later on this week. We'll get that going again so I can get more content out there for all of my listeners and subscribers. And thank you once again for supporting me and all of the stuff that I do. All right, so now let's head on over to Canon Rumors and see what they have for us for this week. Let's do this. All right, first up, the Canon RF 35mm F1.2 L USM will be announced this year. Now, this is a Canon Rumors Level 2, which means it's all but confirmed. A 35mm L lens for the RF mount has been rumored for what seems to be an eternity. We have seen a patent for such a lens, and it has been on our RF lens roadmap for such a lens. I have been told that the lens has been delayed due to the COVID-19 challenges still plaguing lens manufacturing. We should expect to see this this lens announced in quarter four of 2021, possibly alongside the Canon EOS R3 camera. So that is a bit of exciting news. I'm definitely looking forward to that announcement. I probably will not pick up the RF 35 1.2, just like I didn't get the RF 85 1.2. Uh, I do love both those focal lengths, but they're super expensive lenses and not something that I'm going to use constantly for my work. So I just couldn't see spending the money to get them. I opted to go with the 35 millimeter F2, uh, uh, I think it's F2 IS STM. Uh, that also has macro capabilities, and I did the same for the 85 millimeter. I got the Canon RF 85 millimeter F2 IS STM lens, uh, just because, like I said, even though I do love both those focal lengths, I just don't use them enough for paid work to warrant spending $3,000 a piece for those lenses. So that's the route that I went. Next up, patent for eye control focus in an EVF. This will appear in the Canon EOS R3. Canon News has uncovered a patent that shows that how Canon plans to add eye control focus technology in the upcoming EOS R3 EVF. From the Japan uh, Japanese patent application 2021-076832, an object of the present invention is to propose an optimum arrangement in the EVF uh, image pickup apparatus, which is provided with the EVF and can suppress the deterioration of the operability of the image pickup apparatus provided with the line of sight input function. Canon is using a small image sensor that is positioned on the side of the main display in the EVF and using a diving prism to direct light to this sensor. IR LEDs illuminate your eye for pupil detection and are located around the main EVF display. The image above shows the path of the IR light being sent to your pupil for detection by the eye control sensor. So it sounds like once again, now Canon did play 
playing around with eye, eye controlled autofocus back in the 90s. Um, and it was a dismal failure. So let's hope that they've over the last few decades perfected this technology and that it'll work much more effectively in the EOS R3. But we'll have to wait and see. Now, as usual for this episode, all of the links to the articles that I'm using are going to be in the show notes so that my listeners can check them out for themselves at their leisure. Next up is a Canon RF 60mm F1.0L USM on the way. This is a CR1. Canon Watch is reporting that a Canon RF 60mm F1.0L USM is possibly on the way. This lens does not appear on my RF lens roadmap, nor have we seen any patents for such an optical formula as of yet. Is it possible? Sure, why not? If you believe your mount is the best, you need to flex those muscles every now and then. While is close to the RF 50mm 1.2 LUSM in speed and focal length, I imagine an RF 60mm F1.0 would provide a very unique look to photos. Throw in defocus smoothing and you could have something special. For now, this is a CR1 rating, but I will do some digging to figure out the validity of this particular rumor and let you know from there. So definitely interesting. I'm not sure if Canon would really do a 60mm. Uh, they have done them in the past usually as a macro lens, but they haven't made a 60 millimeter lens for quite some time now. The last one was the uh, the uh, EFS 60 millimeter macro that was an f2.8. It was a gold band lens for the APS-C crop body cameras. Now, whether or not they're going to come out with a new one for the RF mount, I don't know. I, I tend to not believe it's going to happen, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, it is an interesting idea. I just don't know if it's something that's going to be worth while for Canon to actually do it. Next up, these are all the third-party lenses for the Canon RF mount. Now, I did talk about this once before, but I wanted to bring it up again as it's been bumped back up on Canon Rumors. So this is a list and pricing for all of the known third-party lenses that are available for the Canon RF mount. All of these manufacturers are reputable and available at major retailers. I will be updating this list as new lenses are rumored or announced. Third-party RF mount lenses are mostly manual focused at this time. Samyang and Rokinon both have some autofocus lenses, but we don't expect to see any more, uh, many more, until Sigma and Tamron get into the seg this segment. The Sigma, so far Sigma does not currently have any RF mount lenses, but they will likely change, that will likely change sometime in 2021 or 2022. For Tamron, uh, they've been silent thus far in regards to making lenses for the RF mount, but I suspect we'll see something from them later this year. As far as Samyang and autofocus lenses, they have the Samyang RF 14mm f2.8 AF for 629, the Samyang RF 85mm f1.4 AF for 679. Now, I do have the autofocus edition of the 14mm that I use every day for my real estate work. It is a fantastic lens. Now, in their manual focus lenses, they offer both models in a manual focus as well, RF 14mm 2.8 UMC 449 and the Samyang RF 85mm F1.4 UMC for 299 In the cinema lenses, they offer the Samyang RF 24mm T1.5 Sin or Sin lens, VD SLR MK2 for 749 the RF 35mm T1.5 for 649 the RF 50mm T1.5 for 
$599 and the RF 85 millimeter T1.5 for $449. Under the Rokinon name, autofocus lenses, the Rokinon RF 14 millimeter 2.8 for $699 and the RF 85 millimeter 1.4 for $699. Manual focus, the same two lenses, the 14 millimeter and the 85 millimeter and 2.8 and 1.4 for $399 for the 14 millimeter and $399 for the 85 millimeter. Now from Venus Optics, manual focus lenses, the Venus Laua RF 11 millimeter F4.5 full frame RL for $699. The Venus Laua RF 12 millimeter F2.8 0D for $949. The Venus Laua RF 12 to 24 f56 is coming soon the venus laua rf 14 millimeter f4 full frame r0d for 549 the venus laua rf 15 millimeter f2 fe 0d for 849 the laua rf 15 millimeter f450d shift for 1199 the laua rf 25 millimeter f2.8 uh Two time, two to five, two and a half to five times ultra macro for three ninety nine. The Laua Argus thirty five millimeter f 95 was announced on May third, twenty twenty one, and the RF one hundred millimeter f two point eight two times ultra macro AP for four forty nine. Now from Irix, we have cinema lenses: the Irix Cinema RF eleven millimeter T four point three for eleven ninety five, the RF fifteen millimeter T two point six for eleven ninety five, the RF forty five millimeter. T1.5 for 1195 and the RF 150 millimeter T3.0 macro one to one for 1195. Now from Nisi, we have manual focus lenses. We have the Nisi 15 millimeter F4 Sunstar for 579. Now from Lens Baby, under manual focus lenses, we have the Lens Baby Trio 28 millimeter. It's an RF 28 millimeter, the Trio 28, uh, F3.5 for 249. We have the Lens Baby Velvet 28 RF 28 millimeter, F2.5 for 549. We have the Lens Baby Soul 45, which I personally have and enjoy. Uh, that's an F3.5 for 199. We have the Lens Baby Velvet 56 RF 56 millimeter, F1.6 for 449. And the Lens Baby Velvet. 85 millimeter RF 1.8 for 499. Now for Mikey, M E I K E, we have manual focus lenses, the RF 50 millimeter F 1.7 for 129. We have the RF 85 millimeter F 2.8 for 269, and the 85 millimeter 2.8 1 to 1, uh, 1.5 to 1 ratio macro for 269. Now from Lumography, we have the Atoll RF 17 millimeter F 2.8 Arc for 399. From Kippen, we have the manual focus, following manual focus lenses, the Kippen Elegant RF 24mm f2.4 for $499, the Elegant RF 35mm 2.4 for $468, we have the RF 75mm 2.4 for $355, and the RF 90mm 2.4 for $386. Now, from uh, Mida. Uh, Mitocon, uh, I'm sorry, we have the manual focus lens, the Mitocon Speedmaster RF 50mm F0.95 for $679. From Seven Artisans, we have the RF 10mm F2.8 Fisheye coming soon, the RF 50mm 1.05 for $490 coming soon, and we have the Seven Artisans Photoelectric RF 60mm F2.8 Macro for $159.
From TT Artisans, we have the 11mm f2.8 full frame fisheye for 215. From Brighton Star, we have the manual focus uh, Brighton Star RF 50mm f1.8 for 99. From Fun Leader, we have the manual focus Fun Leader cap lens 18mm f8.0 for 149. I have one of those and it is a lot of fun to shoot with. And then from Yashura, we have the Yashura ANTHY35 RF 35mm f1.8 for $299. So those are all of the third-party lenses that are currently available for your RF mount Canon camera. And it does work on all of them, whether they're APS-C or full-frame, doesn't matter. Uh, whether you have the EOS R, the RP, the RA, the RS, the R5, the R6, it doesn't really matter. They will work on any of those bodies. So any of those lenses will give you what you need. And last up from Canon Rumors for this week, Atomus brings 8K 30P ProRes RAW to the Canon EOS R5 with the Ninja 5 Plus. Now, this is from Melbourne, Australia, the 28th of April, 2021. Atomus is thrilled to announce that it is expanding the Ninja family with two exciting new Ninja products and a major update for the Ninja 5. Ninja 5 receives the option for H.265 codec upgrade to the Ninja 5 Plus is built for Apple ProRes RAW, 8K production, and Ninja Stream 4K 60p HDR for a high-quality social distancing production environment. The Ninja 5 receives... Uh, the H265 HEVC. The original Ninja 5 launched in 2018 remains the most popular Atomus product and receives the ability to add H.265 HEVC codec. The 5-inch 1000-nit 10-stop HDR monitor allows users to accurately monitor and record from either HDMI or SDI. Atomus continues to expand Apple ProRes RAW support on all partner cameras over HDMI and SDI. The Ninja 5 will continue to receive updates for cameras and additional functionality via Atom, Atom X modules whilst remaining at the price of $595. The popular Ninja 5 is the workhorse and creative tool of choice for the wider film and pro video industries and will now benefit from the addition of H.265 workflows with up to 4K 60p 10-bit 422 full iframe with options for 8-bit at various data rates. Atomus will be adding these features through a simple one click $99 upgrade from myatomus.com in May of 2021. You can pre-order, while this is older, this article, this part of the article, you can pre-order the Atomus Ninja 5 Plus and Ninja 5 Plus Pro Kit at Adorama. Links, of course, will be in this article in the show notes. So that's definitely some exciting news with the upgrades to the Ninja 5, turning it into the Ninja 5 Plus for all of those professional video workers out there that prefer to use the Atomus Ninja external display and recorders. And I know they are super popular. I have a couple of Atomus Ninjas myself. I have the Ninja 2 and the Ninja Star, I believe, is the other one I have, uh, which is a smaller model, and I do enjoy them. I've been debating on whether or not I should upgrade to the Ninja 5. It would be nice to have, even though I don't do 4K and 8K work. It would still just be nice to have some of the extra functionality that only the Ninja 5 offers. I'm just not sure if I want to pull the trigger yet on that $500 price tag. I've been debating that for a little while now, so uh, I don't know if I'll reach a conclusion anytime soon. I've been kind of kicking the can down the road on that. 
that. Although I do personally absolutely love the Ninja external monitor recorder combo units, they are fantastic. They're great quality and I do get awesome results with them. So I'm very happy with the ones that I currently have, but I am seriously contemplating upgrading and replacing the Ninja 2 with the Ninja 5. We'll have to wait and see whether or not I decide to go ahead and pull the trigger. All right, and now we're going to head on over to Nikon Rumors and see what they have for us for this week. First up, Viltrox will announce six new autofocus lenses for the Nikon Z mount, three APS-C and three full frame. Viltrox had on display uh, six new autofocus mirrorless lenses for the Nikon Z mount at the China International Photographic Equipment and Technology Fair, the China P&E in Beijing, China. Here is the list of new lenses and pictures of them. The three new Viltrox AF full frame Z mount lenses are the Viltrox AF 24mm f1.8 z the af 35 millimeter f1.8 z and the af 50 millimeter f1.8 z the new viltrox aps-c z mount lenses are the viltrox af 23 millimeter f1.4 z the 33 millimeter f1.4 z and the 56 millimeter f1.4 z viltrox already has two z mount lenses the viltrox af 85 millimeter f1.8 z now in stock at amazon us and uk uh, Canada at Per Gear and B&H, the Viltrox 20mm F1.8Z, and like I said in the show notes for this article, you can see photographs of all of these new lenses, as well as information on the ones they already have on the market. Next up, new image noise removal solution, Topaz Labs Denoise AI version 3.1 and on one no noise AI. Topaz Labs released Denoise AI version 3.1. Here's what's new, new server noise AI model, tackle photos suffering from excessive noise due to very high ISO settings and low light conditions. Improved comparison view, select which AI models are displayed to quickly choose the one that best suits your images. Apple M1 plugins support in Adobe Photoshop access to Denoise AI plugin from within Photoshop running natively on Apple M1 Silicon without needing to use Rosetta emulation. Snap your performance up to three times CPU and 12 times GPU improvements on the Windows and four times improvements with Macs using discrete GPUs when compared to Denoise AI 2.4.2, as well as some bug fixes. You can get 15% off on all Topaz Labs products with the code RUMORS15. The new On1 no-noise AI image noise removal software is now available for pre-order and is $30 off for a limited time with the coupon code NONOISE30. Key features of no-noise AI, better results than any other noise reduction app on the market, fast live preview of the noise removal adjustments, no waiting for results. Exclusive progressive sharpening, support for raw photos, including Fujifilm and non-raw photos, auto adjustments that adjust based on your taste and available for both Mac and Windows. You can get 20% off on on one products use code Nikon Rumors. 10% off Viltrox lenses with code Nikon Rumors. $10 off Luminar with code Nikon Rumors. 10% off Oberworth bags with code uh, Rumors N21. 30% off DXO products. 10% bonus on trade ins at KEH. And 15% off Capture One Nordic Style Kit. So a lot of discounts and new software to get the noise out of your images. That's always exciting. 
announced 7 Artisans 10mm f2.8 fisheye for full frame and 55mm f1.4 Mark II for APS-C lenses for the Nikon Z mount. 7 Artisans officially announced some of the previously rumored lenses for the Nikon Z mount. Pre-orders are now open at the Photo Rumors online store with free international shipping. There are some MTF charts that you can look at on these lenses. Uh, focal length 10mm, maximum aperture f2.8, minimum aperture f2.8. 22 lens construction eight groups with 11 elements minimum focusing distance 0.17 meters frame rate full frame uh, or frame type i'm sorry aperture ring declicked aperture lens anti-shake does not have that blade number eight pieces angle of view 178 degrees lens material is metal lens length is 68 millimeters lens diameter is 87 millimeters the weight is 570 grams focusing method is manual and it is available in the ERZNL mount and you can also check out the youtube video the seven artisans released on this new 10 millimeter f 2.8 fish eye lens now here are the new uh, details of the new seven artisans 55 millimeter f 1.4 mark ii for aps-c for z mount focal length 55 millimeters min uh, maximum aperture f 1.4 minimum aperture f 16 lens construction six elements in five groups minimum focusing distance 0.42 meters frame type is aps-c aperture ring declicked aperture Lens anti-shake, it does not have. Blade numbers, nine pieces. Angle of view, 29.5 degrees. Filter size is 52 millimeter. Lens material is metal. Lens length is 65 millimeters. Lens diameter is 60. Weight is 358 grams. Focusing method is manual, and it's available in EFX, Micro Four Thirds, EOS M, and Z mount. So a little bit of exciting news there uh, from Seven Artisans on these new lenses they have come out and with that I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break and I will be right back with you we hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast the best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. Next up, Nikon wins some awards. If you are still following and interested in product awards, you should know that today Nikon won three 2021 TIPA award, World Awards together with pretty much any other camera lens company out there. Best full frame camera advanced, the Nikon Z6 Mark II. The best full frame camera expert, the Nikon Z7 Mark II. Best wide angle zoom lens, the Nikon Nikkor Z 14-24 f2.8s. The full list of award winners can be found at the accompanying link, the official TIPA website, is also at this link. Other recent Nikon awards, uh, the IF Design Award 2021, Red Dot Winner 2021 for product design, the S-Line Nikkor Z 50mm F1.2S is a Digital Camera Grand Prix 2021 Gold Award winner, and that is all of the recent awards that Nikon has won. So they're not doing too shabbily, like I said. Hopefully things will work out for Nikon and they'll pull things around, turn things around, and 
and uh, we'll have Nikon in the market for quite a long time yet. I'm keeping my fingers crossed and I am rooting for them even though I'm not a Nikon shooter. Next up, Nikon temporarily suspends orders for the Nikkor AFS 180-400mm f4 EDTC VR lens. Many other products are out of stock and have been for a while. Today, Nikon announced that they have temporarily suspended taking orders for the Nikkor AFS 180-400 f4 EDTC VR alphabet soup lens. The lens has been out of stock in most retailers for a while. In the U.S. at Adorama, B&H Photo, and Amazon. In the U.K. at Park, Camera, and Wex in Canada at Camera Canada and in Denmark at Calumet. I already mentioned online on several occasions that many Nikon products, both new and old, have been out of stock for a long time. Here are a few examples after some digging in the Nikon product categories listed at B&H. The Nikon uh, SLR lenses has a total of 135 listings. Only 62 are currently in stock. The Nikon DSLR cameras has 73 listings. Only 24 are currently in stock. The Nikon Z-Series cameras has 57 listings, 33 are currently in stock. The Nikon Z-Series lenses has 33 listings, 27 are currently in stock. Clearly, DSL products are slowly disappearing from the inventory and some are probably getting discontinued. In the U.S. currently, you cannot even buy the D850 or the D500. The D850 is currently discontinued or discounted, I'm sorry. On top of all that, Nikon has not announced a new product in eight months, so I am really wondering what they are selling right now. Here's the full text of, a of today's apology. Apology. Apology and notice regarding temporary suspension of orders for some products. May 20th, 2021 product information. Thank you for your continued patronage of Nikon products. Due to production reasons, it will take some time for some products to be delivered to customers. Therefore, we will suspend the acceptance of orders after May 21st, 2021, this past Friday. I made it. We sincerely apologize for any inconvenience caused to our customers. We will consider the delivery time and the resumption time of orders while observing the situation and will inform you again as soon as it is confirmed. We will do our utmost to deliver the product as soon as possible and we appreciate your understanding. Products for which orders have been suspended, the AFS Nikkor 180-400 and the Bayonet Hood a HB-N106 have both been suspended for the time being. And last up from Nikon rumors for this week, the Tippin tilt adapter for Nikon F-mount lenses to Nikon Z mirrorless cameras. A DP re review forum member published a quick review of the Tippin tilt adapter for the Nikon F-mount lens to Nikon Z mirrorless camera. The Kippen Tilt NIK-N-Z. Quote, construction of the adapter is excellent, though the tilt and rotation lock feel a little delicate. Tilt is only in one direction with a maximum tilt of 11 degrees, but you have 360 degree rotation with clicks at 30 degree intervals. No electronic contacts and so no EXIF lens data. The tilt lock is a friction screw type. I have mentioned several times on the blog that Tippin is working on new tilt and shift adapters, but it seems that I missed the actual announcement or release. The Tippin or the Kippen Tilt NIK-N-Z is currently listed for sale at Amazon and eBay. More versions are listed on B&H. Photodiox also offers Nikon Z tilt shift adapter lens adapters available at Adorama, Amazon, and B&H. And there is an accompanying YouTube video from Photodiox on their tilt shift lens adapter. And that is going to wrap up Nikon rumors for this week. And now we're going to head on over to Fuji rumors. 
All right, first up from Fuji Rumors, the Fujinon GF 80mm F1.7 technical analysis, depth of field calculators, comparison with the GF 110 F2, and more. The Fuji GF 80mm F1.7 is currently not easy to find. A low stock is available at Adorama here and also at Amazon US. And yet, slowly but surely, it is uh, falling in the hands of photographers who drop their very positive reviews on the various on sale, uh, online sales platforms. Four out of five stars at B&H Photo, five out of five stars at Amazon US, and five out of five stars at Adorama. But also, Jim Kassan is covering the Fujinon GF 80mm F1.7 brilliantly in his technical test, which we will share down below. I did play around with the Fujinon GF 80mm F1.7 too, and so did my son when I met my friend who sold all his Nikon Z mirrorless gear for the GFX system. So far, he does not regret it at all, and he is totally thrilled about his switch. Um, you can find on blog.kasan the Fujifilm 110 F2, the 81.7 slanted edge testing. Also, his article on the 80mm 1.7 on GFX 100S, Simmons Star Analysis. The Fujifilm GF 80mm 1.7 Boca article, the Fuji 110 F2 to 80 and 81.7 on the GFX 100S foliage. The Fuji 80mm 1.7 and 110 F2 chromatic aberrations compared the Fuji 45 to 100 at 80 millimeters versus the 81.7 for foliage. The Fujifilm 80 millimeter F1.7 field curvature for landscape use, the depth of field calculators, and pixel peaking on the 81.7 on the GFX 100S. And his article on low contrast slanted edge MTF testing the Fuji 80 millimeter 1.7 GF on the GFX 100S. So it looks like a Kassan has quite a bit of information on this lens, which is always exciting. Next up, 7 Artisans 55mm f1.4 Mark II and 7 Artisans 60mm f2.8 Mark II for Fujifilm X-Mount announced. 7 Artisans has given their popular 7 Artisans 55mm 1.4 and 60mm 2.8 a refresh and has announced that 7 Artisans 55 1.4 and the 60 f2.8 2. Both lenses will be available at B&H Photo and Amazon US. Down below are all the details. The 7 Artisans 55mm f1.4 Mark II. The mount it comes available in is EX Micro Four Thirds, EFM, and Z. Shortest shooting distance is 0.42 meters. Format is APS-C. Focal length is 55 millimeters. Filter diameter is 52. Lens configuration, six elements in five groups. Maximum aperture 1.4. Minimum is F16. Aperture blades, a total of nine. Size, weight, etc. The size is 60 by 65 millimeters, and the weight is 350. Grams. The metal lens barrel, a declickable aperture ring, and sells for $130. Now, on the 60 millimeter, the mount is uh, that it's available in is the EX Micro Four Thirds EF, M, and Z. Shortest shooting distance is 0.175 meters. Format APS-C. Focal length is 60. Filter diameter is 49 millimeters. Lens configuration is 11 elements in eight groups. The widest aperture is f2.8. Minimum aperture is 22 coating unknown aperture blades a total of nine size weight etc size is 60 by 80.5 millimeters weight is 330 grams the lens barrel is metal with the d-click aperture ring and the price is 180 dollars 
Next up, DPR review, Fujinon XF 18mm F1.4 Gold Award. DP review published their full field review of the brand new Fujinon XF 18mm F1.4 RLMWR lens. It gets the gold award with a long list of pros and a very short list of cons. Fujifilm itself explained the lens itself is designed for higher resolutions than currently offered by Fujifilm, and the Fujifilm X-H2 comes to mind here. You can read more down below. You can buy the lens from B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. What we like about the lens fills the gap in the 1.4 lineup for X-mount, quite compact for a lens of its type, solid build and weather sealed, swift silent autofocus, good sharpness even wide open in the corners, minimal chromatic aberrations, most potential optical defects are well controlled, nice sun stars when stopped down. What we don't like, short focus throw in linear mode makes precise focus pulls difficult and a bit prone to flare and ghosting. You can read the full review at DP Review at the link in this article, which of course will be in the show notes for all of my listeners. Next up, TIPA Awards 2021, awards for Fujifilm, Sony, Canon, Nikon, Sigma, Panasonic, Pentax, Tamron, Lala, and more. TIPA has worked very hard and made a real and made a brutal selection in which only uh, the very best of the creme de la creme on top of the top could win their extremely prestigious TIPA awards. Or in other words, camera companies paid again a lot of money to win meaningless awards. And in order to make these even easier for companies to win and hence make more money by selling award licenses, they created tons of categories such as expert, advanced, and professional. Now to the winners. Cameras, the best APS-C entry-level camera, the Canon EOS M50 Mark II, best APS-C advanced Advanced camera, the Fujifilm XS10, the best APS-C expert camera, the Pentax K3 Mark III, best advanced full frame, the Nikon Z62, best expert full frame, the Nikon Z72, the best professional full frame, the Sony Alpha 1, best advanced photo video camera, the Sigma FPL, best expert photo video camera, the Sony Alpha uh, 7S3, best medium format camera, the Fujifilm GFX 100S, best vlogger cameras, the Sony ZV-1, and best professional video camera, the Panasonic Lumix DC-BGH1. For lenses, best prime wide-angle lens, the Laowa 15mm f4.5 0D shift, best prime standard lens, Sony FE 50mm f1.2 GM, best prime telephoto lens, the Canon RS600 millimeter f11 is stm best wide angle zoom lens the nikon nikor z 14 to 24 2.8 s best standard zoom lens the the tamron 17 to 70 f 2.8 di3 a vc rxd model b070 best telephoto zoom lens the tamron 70 to 180 f 2.8 di3 vxd model a056 best ultra telephoto zoom lens the sigma 100 to 400 f5 to 63 dgdnos contemporary best portrait lens the sigma 85 millimeter f1.4 dgdn art and the best macro lens the sigma 105 f2.8 dgdn macro art under the more category best photo printer the canon image pro graph Pro 300, the best lighting technology, Photo Air X, best portable flash, the Godox Pocket Flash AD100 Pro, the best tripod, Vanguard VEO 3 Go Series, the best tripod head is the Gitzo Ballhead Series 4, and the best gimbal system is the Manfrotto Fast Gimboom 
and gimbal series. So there you have it for the 2021 TIPA awards, which sound like they're completely meaningless because the companies can pay to win awards. Next up, Venus Optics Lawa Argus 33mm F095 pre-order at B&H Photo and additional reviews. The Lawa Argus is now available for pre-order also at B&H Photo. If you prefer, you can get it directly at the Venus Optics online store. As for reviews, we have already shared a first roundup, and that includes the review of Jonas Rask in this article. A few more can be found below, including the review of that guy who declared Fuji Rumors the best rumor website out of all of them out there. If you you want to find out which are the best and worst websites according to him check out this article the review roundup we have several youtube videos on this particular lens so you can check them out for yourself in the show notes for this week's article or episode i'm sorry and last up from Fuji Rumors, rumor update, affordable GF zoom lens coming second half of 2021. This is an important update. According to our sources, Fujifilm has moved the announcement of the upcoming affordable GF zoom lens from the first half of 2021 to the second half. Don't worry, it won't be delayed further to 2022. It will 100% arrive within 2021. I don't know if this delay is related to the shortage of parts announced by Fujifilm. Anyway, I thought it was worth it to keep you up to date with the latest developments. It makes little difference to the substance of that rumor, which is that it will be Fuji's most affordable G-mount lens and come soon. More details will follow on Fuji rumors. You can buy the Fujifilm GFX100S at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. You can get the Fujinon GF80mm F1.7 at all of the same retailers. And that is going to wrap up Fuji rumors for this week. And now we're going to head on over to Sony Alpha rumors. First up, reports about Sony A1 issues. Uh, SAR reader PJP summed up some of the issues the Sony A1 is currently showing. One, IBIS issue. IBIS takes five seconds to stabilize when the camera is moved from hanging on its strap to pictures or video being taken. Uh, the battery drain is very fast, EVF blackouts whilst in sunny environments. And our Sony A1 Facebook group member Rob posted this video and you can check out the video in the show notes for this article uh, or for this episode. I'm sorry, I did that again. Next up, first leak images of the new Sony 28mm f1.8 G lens. I just got these first leak images of the new 28mm f1.8 G lens, which is very close in terms of size and look to the current 20mm 1.8 G. Design 13 elements in 10 groups, minimum focusing distance is 0.28 meters, XD linear focus motors, blades 9 in a round format, filter size 67mm, dimension 74.7 by 85.2mm, weight 395 grams. Expect the announcement within the next two months. I also want to that Sony has decided to postpone the ZV APS-C E-mount camera announcement. Sony hasn't told testers and journalists why they did so. I want to thank the source for those images and hope he can send me some ZV images as well in the near future. Rumor Sony ZV E mount camera price will be around 900 euros. I've been told that the Sony ZV E mount camera will be priced at 900 euros. Journalists are already testing it, and they told me the announcement was expected to happen on May 26, but for unknown reasons, it was postponed by a couple of days, maybe because of the Panasonic announcement. 
below some quick thoughts by Gaston Shutters about this new camera, and you can watch his video on his YouTube channel, which will be in the show notes for this episode, and you can check it out for yourself. And last up from Sony rumors for this week, the Sony Alpha 1 test. Sony A1 at B&H Photo, Adorama, Amazon, Focus Camera, Photo Earnhardt DE, Calumet DE, Photo Conch DE, Park UK, Wex UK. Uh, while many of us are still waiting for the A1 to be in stock, here are two new reviews. 3D Craft published their take on the Sony A1. Quote, the Sony A1 was not just a minor incremental step like we saw before in the A7, A7R, A7S, A9 series. It's the sum of all increments merged together in one body. For someone like me who is creating content in the photo as well as in the video section. It allows uh, to reduce the camera bag to just one body now instead of two. Although not earning money with that gear professionally, this was just justification enough for me as an enthusiast to spend such a horrific amount of money. The camera has so much potential, like opening the option to generate even uh, better 4K 12-bit 444 video footage from 8K 10-bit 420 that still has to be explored more deeply. 8K video also can replace shooting photo bursts in many situations with almost no time limitation and less storage space consumption. Amazing also the pixel ship modes which are able to deliver stunning 200 megapixel stills if you use glass that is capable of that resolution. I also like the color science improvements, the new picture profiles and the AF performance, although there was still some room for improvements in my shooting situations. And here is a new video from Gary Friedman on the Sony Alpha 1 as well. F 15 things you, about Sony's A1 you probably didn't know, and you can check out that video for yourself in this week's show notes. Remember to check out the Land Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, and that is going to wrap up episode 153 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also, remind you, if you'd like to pick up a signed copy of my first book, The Forgotten Pieces of Georgia in the Northwest Counties, you can get a signed copy at the liamphotography.net online store. If you would like to pick up an unsigned copy, you can find that at Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. I want to thank all of my uh, listeners and subscribers for subscribing to my YouTube channel and allowing me to join the partner program. You can check it out at Liam Photography on YouTube. Please give the channel a subscribe, a like, share out the videos, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content is released. And you can also find Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Pennsylvania on YouTube as well. All right, that is going to wrap up this episode, and I will see you all again on Thursday.